I'm Justin Lesko, former pro MMA fighter and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt. Welcome to another episode. I have a really fun guest on the show tonight who is just winning things left and right these days. And if you want to win things, well, I won't say Epic Roll will guarantee you a win, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Whether you're competing every weekend or you're training once a week, you need the best without having to spend the most. That's Epic Roll. Epic Roll gear is gear designed by grapplers for grapplers. Plus, you can take 15% off your order at epicrollbjj.com with the code PODCAST15. Geese, fight shorts, rash guards, t-shirts, belts, hoodies, anything you can need on or off the mat, Epic Roll has it for you. Make sure you're following them on Instagram at EpicRollBJJ and use the code PODCAST15 to get 15% off your order at EpicRollBJJ.com. My guest today is a jiu-jitsu brown belt and pro competitor who just won the EBI Rules Medusa event and also just set the record for fastest women's submission in who's number one history. Please welcome to the show, Sophia Casella. You are actually one of the few people who actually comes early to the meetings, which never happens. So you're immediately like in the top five guests ever. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I I really wanted to have you on because you've been doing so much recently and winning so much. I wanted to grab you before you realized that you were much too cool to be on this show. So I appreciate you coming on for a little bit. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. It has been a, a busy like six weeks for you with Medusa and ADCC and who's number one. So are you like taking a break for a little bit to catch your breath or are you still in the middle of a stretch? Yeah, I definitely need to take a break just cause like, um, it's just like a lot of traveling and it's like, it's definitely taking a toll on like my grades and my schoolwork. And then like, also like I was traveling every weekend. So like when I would come home between competitions, I'd only have like one or two days of training to prepare for the next one. So Then it was like, okay, I'm not really getting any training in and I'm not really like, so I'm not really like working on anything or improving my skills. So I definitely like think I need like a two month break to just um, work on my mistakes and finish up the semester. It ends next month. So I won't be back on the competition scene until like June, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and I do want to ask you about, you know, all those events and everything you've done, but just for a little bit of backstory and the easy first question I always ask everyone is just how did you get started in jujitsu? Um, so I was a competitive figure skater and I have a brother and he, Okay. Yeah. He was not really into like any like traditional school sports. Like he didn't want to play soccer, he didn't want to do football, he didn't wanna he didn't wanna do baseball. Like so my um dad eventually signed him up for a martial arts program. And we were with our dad that day, like, because my parents were separated. So, like, I was with him when he went to his, um, like, his free trial class. And the instructor invited me on the mat as well. And I just fell in love with the free trial class. I had so much fun. Um, and I eventually ended up signing up for that and quitting figure skating altogether. And then, Oh, wow. So that's a big move from, like, one sport you're pretty dedicated to to just, like, yeah yeah and then um so that was like martial arts though that wasn't really jiu-jitsu but then the instructor of okay. that gym went and opened their own gym and then that was a jiu-jitsu school so that's when i started training jiu-jitsu i was like 12 and a half oh wow so how did you go from just training to taking on this competitive lifestyle and competing so much was it pretty smooth or did something change where you were like okay now i'm attacking this 
I mean, it was pretty immediate. My coach, my first ever coach actually forced me to compete, even though I hated it. She just kept putting me out there. Um, and I did, I really, I honestly hated it until I got my first double gold at like an NJBJJF, which is like a, like a local tournament. It's super small in New Jersey. Um, but I got my first double gold there, I think. And then I was like, okay, I like this. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I could do this. I could be, I could be right with this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went, I mean, you, you, like I said in the intro before you hopped on, you've done so many big events was Medusa for EBI? Was that really the first time that you were like, oh my God, I just won like this main, this huge, big thing? Like, what was that experience like? Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was super exciting. I feel like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's the first time I ever won something big. It kind of depends on like what you're comparing it to. Cause I had, I've won on like other, like other big tournaments. Like I won like Pan Ams and stuff. Um, yeah. and I feel like, I feel like the first time I ever felt like I won something big was when I won the finishers the month before. Cause that to me, like I had beaten someone who's top 10 and then I got ranked and it was just like super exciting. Um, but being on the Medusa stage, it definitely felt a little more overwhelming just because it was like, it was very professional and there was like lights and music and promos and um, it was in Cancun and like it was on UFC yeah. Fight Pass and it was just like it was very overwhelming. Like I remember before my first match, like I felt like I had a huge lump in my throat and I was so nervous and I was like shaking and I was like, yeah. it was crazy. Like I've never been so nervous before a match in my life. Well, it's like a different level where there's like a production value and it's yeah. a show, yeah. not just you're here to compete in this tournament. Yeah. But I mean, you didn't look super nervous. Was did some of that shake off once you got out there and you started competing or were you that nervous the whole night? Oh, it, I mean, actually, I was pretty nervous after my first match because it was a really like tough match and I won by riot time and overtime. But then after I like won my second match in like 20 seconds and I was like, oh, OK, I feel great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have like an adrenaline dump after my first match and I was I was like physically shaking from exhaustion and I had like probably a 30 or 40 minute break. So I was like, why am I still shaking from exhaustion? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I was freaking out. And then after my second match, I got like my adrenaline back because I won it so fast. I was like, okay, now I feel great. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the finals. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible feeling when you're like feeling drained and you know you still have more matches to come. So I'm sure going from feeling drained to like a 20 second wind was probably a pretty welcome change to get a little more time to, to catch your breath back. Yeah. But it like saved the whole that yeah. <laughs> that that event was i thought that was like a really cool event have you been approached about by doing have you been approached about doing more of the women's only big show productions is there anything like that in the works i mean i've done other women's only shows like there's a show called subs on the shore and they do all women's events um it's not as like high profile as medusa um i definitely expect to be back on medusa soon to defend my title but otherwise you gotta nothing... defend it you gotta defend it yeah you're, you're the reigning champ you gotta defend it yeah but like nothing like um nothing like women's only i don't have anything like women's only events like coming up have you cross-trained with any of the other big name girls like like grace, grace gundrum or danielle kelly who are sort of in this new jersey pennsylvania area at all i actually haven't yeah like, no no um I don't know how I'd feel about like cross training with someone else who's like also top 10 in my division. Cause I want to compete right. with them. 
And I have right. like a lot of high level girls that I train with already. Like I train with like girls that are like, like high level in the UFC. Like I train with my friend Jaden, who's ranked at 145. Um, like I, I have a lot of really good girls that I train with. So I feel like I, like, I don't need to like get, um, training in with like the other girls in my division that are top 10. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, for sure. For sure. You want to, you want to also have a little bit of surprise for them when you end up competing with them yeah. as opposed to having been on the mat with them previously, but you train under Tom DeBlas, correct? And also Jason Rao. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So coaches. you basically have like, you have like a two headed monster of really amazing jujitsu in your corner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're in Jersey for school too, right? Yeah. I go to Montclair state. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is it like? What's it like balancing that sort of course load of being a full-time student and also like a high level competitor in jujitsu? How do you balance that? I mean, it's definitely super annoying, but it's nothing like too crazy. As long as I can train every day, like I only train once a day, as long as I can train every day, like I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I usually, it's just like annoying having to like, now that school is back to being in person, having to like drive back and forth between training and school and work and just, and the gym and everything, especially cause like the gyms that I train at, like jujitsu are so far away from where I live. So it's just yeah. like, everything is just time management and, um, really trying not to be like, like leaving on time, like being very strict on my schedule. Like everything's by the minute. Um, it's more, it's not, it's not even like it's hard. It's just like frustrating and like, uh, requires a lot of like time management. It's, it's nothing too crazy. Like the workload isn't too crazy. I'm not in the elite competitor category of jujitsu and I couldn't manage like family school and jujitsu all at once. So I don't know how you do it, but you seem to be doing okay with it. Cause after you did the Medusa, you just decided to go out and uh, set the record for the fastest submission in a female match at who's number one. Like you're just like, Oh, on a whim, I'll just go out and short notice and, and take a record. How does that happen? <laughs> I, I mean, I was already in Texas for subs on the shore. I did their um, 125 pound ADCC rules, like eight girl bracket. And I was like literally at the event. And then I got a text message from Michael Sears asking me to fill in for Tammy because she needed to pull out. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay. I'm already in Texas. I might as well just stay here for the week. Right. Why not? Um, yeah. So I just like emailed all my teachers and told them I wasn't coming in. And most of them, <laughs> answered me and they were like, okay, good luck. Um, just keep up with this coursework and you'll be good. See you next week. And it, it was fine. Everything ended up working out fine. Yeah. That, the, that's another big stage though. That's another like production event on flow grappling. And you go out and you, you hit the, the fastest submission of all time in women's matches. Have you noticed since you had these higher profile Medusa and then who's number one, have you noticed more attention on you or is it sort of just in the background and you're just going about your life training and going? Um, I feel like there's a little bit more attention on me just cause like my Instagram blew up and then I got asked to do a bunch of podcasts and I had people asking me like for seminars and stuff, but that was like within the first week of me winning these things. I feel like now that it's been like, almost a week since the last time I competed. It's been like two weeks since who's number one. I feel like things are starting to calm down and go back to normal again. 
it's not going to stay that way because you're going to compete one more time and it's going to ratchet back up. And then I'll be sliding in your DMs again, trying to get you to come back on the show to talk to me about the next thing that you won. You just went out and you did the ADCC trials. Was that the first time you've competed at the trials? It was actually the third. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're 21 years old. You've done ADCC trials three times. Yeah. (laughs) I did the first one like right after I turned 18. So. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, now I feel even worse about myself having never competed at ADCC <laughs> trials. You've done it three times already. Your match with Amanda Bruce, you guys went to overtime. Amanda Bruce is like, she's a killer. She's, she's really, 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 really good. good. She's really good. I think she also, because you usually compete at like 115, right? I think she usually competes a, a little bit heavier than you. Yeah, I think that she competes at 125 most of the time. Yeah. So she's got like a pretty decent size advantage on me. I don't know if she yeah. walks around at 125 or a little bit heavier, but she's definitely a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a tough first round match against someone who's very, very good in Amanda Bruce, who's also bigger than you. But you guys, I thought you you had a good match where you went to overtime and it it's just I think I'm a sub only guy. I'd prefer to watch every ADCC match be sub only because I don't like points. And it's just, <laughs> I think, a truer form of jujitsu. But I would have preferred to see like maybe. 10 more minutes of that match. I don't know if you would feel the same way as a person who was in the match, but I mean, I definitely prefer sub only also. Um, I think that like historically, like people in the Henzo Gracie affiliation are not the best when it comes to points tournaments. Like we tend to do better in sub only. I definitely fall in that, that, um, that stereotype, I guess. Um, I feel like I did a pretty good job of like not getting scored on in regulation, even though I was getting kind of like dominated. And then like by the time like the the overtime came, like it's like all of my knowledge of the rules just went out the window. I don't know. Yeah. I would I would love to have a match with her again at some point. Um, whatever rule set, I think it would be really good learning experience for me. I would have loved to have also kept going because like like another 10 minutes of the match would have been like fun. I think that it was a good match. I'd love to do it again. I love ADCC and I do think it's one of the better rule sets in competitive grappling. But like you said, there are a lot of nuances to the rules and there are a lot of ways that you can sort of game the rules. And I'm not saying that's what Amanda Bruce was doing, but I think any rule set that isn't all right, who's going to get tapped first it's too many rules in a jujitsu match. Like, let's just go out there and do sub only. But I also understand why I also understand why you can't do that for ADCC when you have like a thousand competitors trying to compete all all on week one weekend. Yeah. So I know you had said that you were sort of in a, in a break from, from competing. Do you have things scheduled and it's just far away? Are you just sort of waiting to see how things shake out? I don't have things like scheduled, like set dates, but I definitely have a couple things in mind for June and then for like the end of the summer. Like I've had a couple promoters like hit me up and they're like, we wanted to do this match. And I was like, I'm taking like a couple months off. Like I'm going to, I'm going to like finish school and I'm going to go on like a mini vacation slash training camp in Costa Rica. And then I'm going to come home and then I'm going to start prepping for tournaments i mean i'm gonna be prepping for tournaments anyway because i'm gonna be training but like i'll start like actually prepping for tournaments um so i have like a couple things in mind for like the summer just nothing like no set dates nothing set in stone yet now what's the difference like for you when you're in 
like I'm prepping for tournament mode versus like right now when you're sort of trying to juggle, what does your training schedule sort of look like when you go for, all right, it's time to get ready in, in tournament mode. So the training schedule stays the same. I still train the same amount. Um, but I definitely cater my jiu-jitsu to the rule set. So like if it's um, an EBI rules tournament, I'm doing EBI overtime every day, um, top and bottom arm bar, top and bottom back. Um, and then I'm also like my jiu-jitsu is going to be more like um, looking for submissions from everywhere because that's how that's the only way you can win. Like if I get like if I'm rolling with my one of my training partners and we're wrestling and then I get taken down and then I sweep them and then I'm on top and I'm just like on top the whole time and I don't get any submissions. And that's not really helping me prepare for finishers like that doesn't right make sense. Right. Um, but then like if I'm pre- pre- uh, preparing for an IBJJF, then I'm going to read all the rules in the rule book and I'm going to like cater my jitsu to the point scoring while also like still trying to finish the match with the submission. That's always the goal, but I'm going to make sure I understand how points are scored. You know what I'm talking right, about? Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I, when I read the IBJJF rule book, it's more to think like, okay, am I automatically disqualified for touching the person's foot in this way? Or do I have to touch <laughs> it this way? Or what do I have to do? But it seems like you have a very mental approach to how you come into these events. Like you have a very set way that you want to approach each match. Yeah, I don't want to like go out there and be like, oh, I lost because I didn't know the rules. That's like, that's such a stupid excuse. Anybody that like goes out there and makes that excuse, they should feel like that's ridiculous. Like, why didn't you read the rules? (laughs) What? Common sense. I agree. I agree. You people who were asking you for seminars, is there anything that people can look forward to seeing you in seminars? Um, I have like an online seminar coming up, uh, but that's about it. I think it's going to be streamed on like, the dojo.com or something that's pretty much when it is right that? now huh when is that uh april 23rd it's a saturday oh okay yeah that's so coming up it's coming yeah. up pretty soon yeah cool what are you uh going over in the seminar i don't, don't know yet, yet. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't planned it i'll plan it a couple days before <laughs> i was hoping for some like breaking news you know you give me a, 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 the scoop nope <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh uh, no worries no worries I appreciate you said like I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to me a little bit. I I really like watching you compete. I think you're a fun competitor to watch. So, um, like I said, I scooped you now before you have a million followers on Instagram and you don't see my DMs anymore. But <laughs> if people aren't already following you, where can they see more of you? Um, they can follow me at Sophia Casella BJJ on Instagram. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the social media I do. I'll put the link to it in the in the description below too, so people can hopefully just click on that and and check your page out. Sophia, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Big thank you to Sophia Casella for coming on the show and talking with me. I put all of the links you need down in the description, so make sure you give Sophia a follow. Also in the description is a link to our YouTube page, which you should definitely check out as well. Just in the last week, I put out four videos that you didn't get just on this audio feed. So head over there and check that out as well. There is a lot of content coming soon, so please stay tuned for that. And as always, thank you very much for listening. I will see you all next time.